And I was like, how on earth am I going to come about this? Horsebike scan initiated. I'm picking up a podcast arriving. Wait. Designation. Forge the Narrative. Hey everybody, welcome to Forge the Narrative. My name is Paul, your host, BL Bell Lost Souls Podcast. I'm joined by Tendy Gates. Hey everybody. Red Powell and Adam Camilleri. What up? Oh hey. Welcome everyone to the show. Uh, I've got a vendor spotlight segment on this show as well. I'm going to talk to Jay from Discount Games. Uh, if you are a new listener and you have not heard from him, I get to tell you a little bit about what he's about. If you are a listener and have checked him out, I also thank you all for doing that because uh, he's been a longtime supporter of the show. And, uh, you know, it just helps keep the world go around if uh, we support the people that support the people that support the people. Is that pretty much how it works? Sound, sounds reasonable. Uh, previously on last week's show, we said that we we're going to talk a little bit about Legion Imperialis, which is the new like large scale epic battles in the age of darkness get hype yeah that uh actually it is it's it's really cool like i'm already surprised at the range of of miniatures that are out for this and also really impressed that the game takes into account the aeronautica and Titan- titanicus yep so i don't know if you want to like jump into that red i know you've been like wanted to jump in with both feet oh man well i mean okay like yeah so let, we'll just go ahead and let the the damn go on this one but uh, <laughs> i mean aeronautica was a great game i think that they did really well with it and i was uh, it, it is difficult right for a lot of us when you look at it you're like man i'm so invested in 40k or i'm so invested in whatever game system you've got and but then to explore some of the other aspects of this and what you know aeronautica did and they they did a great job with the mechanics of how it moved but now to be able to adapt it in to imperialis and legions and and then also with titanicus because you can still play you could i mean the rule sets didn't go away um i know that aeronautica was built with uh there are xenos races involved like the tau and the the orcs and eldar like they all have representation but in imperialis clearly it's just going to be like 30k so it'll just be legion and solar uh, you know, the, essentially the guard equivalent of yeah, so 30k. It also addresses it in the rulebook too, of like you can leave it on the hex base if you want, or use a 40 millimeter base for your flyers. Like the there's the, they kind right. of address that in in the in the book here. Yes, for sure, and 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 that's fine. That's great. I mean, like the flyers are great. I love the quality. It goes back into this aspect that like they they've they've done so well with the molds and everything, and how it's gone up from what we all knew as epic before that. The, the flyers look great and the mechanics and how they've been wrapped into legions is perfect. Um, they're actually, you know, unsurprisingly for planes and whatnot, they're actually really easy to take out as far as they have low, typically low health. Um, are you mean like, like take, one take shot them out, out like red rum? Take them out. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But they are like, you know, harder to kill in the fact that they're flyers. And so you got to have the right weapon equipment. And that's kind of the thing that I'll, I'll get more into with, with the game as a whole is that, Weapon systems matter and how you employ them. And I can't say how excited I am about that because you've heard me talk about 40K, how admittedly I am a fan of the older school mechanics where vehicles were, you, you had to have the right thing to deal with certain things. You couldn't, I, I understand the accessibility of it and that 
you can just plank something to death with las guns if you wanted in 40k as it stands right now because you just get enough sixes which is a wonderful strategy at times um but in this game i'm telling you right now that there are certain weapon restrictions that infantry aren't going to be able to affect armor to a certain extent um and infantry unless they have the right weapons definitely aren't going to be able to affect the flyers and so these aspects like that so that's the aeronautica tie-in piece and then titanicus titanicus is another awesome game i love it i've gotten both starters since they'd come out the first one being that had the warlord titans which was amazing and the second one had the reavers built into it and the gameplay of that i mean i I was already a fan of mech warrior uh back in the day and then you know mech warriors come out recently but then as we look at yeah battle tech right i love it but then we get to (laughs) titanicus and you're like man the war and 40k and 30k and to put all that on the table please like give me more titans and uh i'll tell you something i've talked about it before in regards of mechanics and ranges i totally feel like the mechanics in titanicus regarding ranges and uh, cover and things like that like terrain can be destroyed all sorts of stuff it's awesome and the the aspect of you can really work things in you can garrison terrain and stuff too like there's like the terrain matters you're actually playing on an interactive board Oh yeah, and the the board's massive, and so this whole aspect, Titans have like limited movement, and given uh, Warhounds are typically agile enough that they can turn twice, whereas normal, uh, I say normal, the other Titans in size can only turn once when they move, and so that whole aspect of movement and how you manage that, we haven't even gotten into the turn mechanics, but just the incorporation (laughs) of Aeronautica and Titanicus takes this game and you're like well what's the point when it comes down to titans but when an average game per the rule book is described as 3000 points and a warlord titan is in the range of like 600 points you can see where and they've we'll get into the detachments and kind of how you build and muster an army as a whole other thing but i think they've done really good at balancing that whole aspect of how you have to bring along these aspects before you can get this aspect and so it, it it's not possible in its current setup right now to just bring only titans for example yeah, now, i'm not saying you could do that for fun but you've right. got to bring in certain aspects of a it. warmaster iconoclast titan and a warmaster heavy battle titan are 750 points and it goes down from there warlord sinister battle titan 675 so i'm reading this by the way, this is all in the main rulebook. Like all the oh, yeah. stats, all, all the points, all the the stuff to to build to fully play this game as it stands off the shelf right now is in the main rulebook. That's right. Now there's more stuff coming out, and you can tell that clearly by looking in the main rulebook. And some of the detachments have artillery, like the the tank formations. There's tank artillery that is not like the, those models haven't come out yet, and so those are soon to come. I'm assuming it's like the bombards and whatnot um laser rapier batteries i haven't seen those for sale yet i don't think they're out yet but i know that they're in the book so there's rules for them but i haven't seen rules for bombards yet so i'm really excited and the detail on these when you get a chance to look at them is really really good i mean there there's you can do the weapons variations for every single platform they're super uh, i'll say this up front super easy to magnetize and as you're putting them together, they did such a good job with the detail. It's not just like some like chunk of plastic that has no, you know, it's just slapped together piece by piece. And it doesn't just come as one brick or something. You do put it together and it looks really good. And I appreciate the, the attention to detail that the model designers have given to it. Because I think that these things, when you're talking about 3,000 points, and just for scope of scale, a unit of four infantry models, right? So that's essentially 20 little dudes 
five dudes on each base for four bases. That unit right there is 35 points. And that's before upgrades. Uh, that Correct. You put on yeah, there. Before but upgrades. I'm glad you pointed out because I was going to, I know we, we went right to the top end, but I wanted to talk about the low end too. So thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about 3,000 points, I mean, you could, it's massive and you are playing. I, I know some people appreciate, especially for those of us that playing 40 K have cut our mats or whatever to 60 by 44. It is on a six by four board. Um, so we're, we're back to, to two by two squares, you know, six of those and whatnot. And, and, it's, and but, that's the suggested 3000 point correct. version. It also the game suggested if you're going to play on different point scales. You may, you will, might want to adjust the size of your board too. If you're playing with fewer points, or more even more points right and then to a similar extent to oc every model has a certain kind of objective holding capability um and that could be improved in different ways depending on factions and sort of like that but the um you know you you have to build in these certain things and they the rule book provides the detachment build out as you're mustering your army and as i was talking about allies with titanicus and whatnot to bring in titans you essentially have to have two normal detachments of whatever army you choose, whether that's the legions or the solar auxilia and the legions, uh, you can choose. I mean, they have all the chapters, right? Traitor, um, loyalist, whatever. You pick, so all the, all the legions are in there. And as we've discussed, even though some of us hate to hear it, uh, there, uh-huh. there were traitorous factions in all of the legions in the heresy. And you have to choose your, your loyalty when you are making your army. Right. And so you choose between that and then you have to have essentially two detachments of those. And they come with typically each detachment has roughly three to four, maybe even as minimum as two for the air wing detachment uh, compulsory choices. Right. And so like the most basic Legion detachment is the Demi company, uh, which is two. It's one lead, one headquarters unit, uh, two infantry like core units, which again starts at just like four infantry bases and then one support. And then you can add on these options that they have to it. uh, 10 free Razorbacks or whatever it used to be. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's right. Seventh edition. Yeah. The gladiators. No, but that was a thing. Right. So it's cool how they've kind of tied some things in forward to here and what they do with it. And I, I really appreciate how they've, they've built out these different aspects, but you have to have two of those detachments before you can take an allied detachment. And an allied detachment is essentially a unit as an a Titan or a, a unit of um, knights, for example. When you take a unit of knights, it can be, I think, up to six knights. And then you can also add in armagers on top of that. And so it's really cool how they've kind of done that where you can bring more knights and, and the aspect like that. Uh, I like the tank formations in a lot of cases. They typically start at anywhere from one to three tanks. And then you can add up, you can have one unit that is nine tanks. And so you can have this unit that's this big block of tanks that can shoot all at something. You have to shoot everything at one thing. You can't like split fire right now. Uh, unless you're a bit. Titan. So Correct. If, if you're, you're a Titan. Titan you, so actually, and we've kind of jumped into it. Red, I appreciate you getting, getting off to the races on this stuff. I do want to talk a little bit about the, yeah. some of the core mechanics in just a second. But uh, yeah. but you brought up a great point is that you, you, are, you get that kind of sense of mass scale to where you know you're you're delivering these orders to your to your detachments and your formations and then they are executing those orders in, in more of a of a broad stroke paintbrush uh, type thing. Right. Uh, and so until you get up to the Titan level where you know you can even split dice out from a single weapon onto different uh right. units and, and stuff. I, I I just because I I have to inject this, all the military folk out there listening 
hopefully will appreciate it or else they just want me to shut up about it at this point. <laughs> but like the whole thing remains tactical, right? We have not left the tactical level as much as like we zoom out and people want to be like, oh, cool. We're getting to the strategic level of 40. No, like strategic is a whole other thing. That's like galactic conquest and being able to actually hold things and manage things over time. Uh, an operation would even be like a campaign play or something like that or successive battles, right? And this really, we get down to these games and regardless of if you're playing kill team, uh, boarding actions, 40K or Epic, uh, it still remains that you are absolutely 100% still at the tactical level of execution. It's just a matter of how much you're managing at any given level, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll take your Com word for that. Um, completely unnecessary to to make that delineation, but I just wanted to put that out for anybody. If they say, hey, do you want to play a more strategic game of legions or something like that? I'm going to be like, well, no, it's just more tactics. Sorry. <laughs> so hey, just wanted to throw that fair warning out. I'm sorry. Hey, Red, I did want to tell you that I did finish that book on uh, operational warfare that you recommended to me. It was very good. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> the game <laughs> itself. myself up pat on the back no just take it take any opportunity the the game itself it plays in a bit of a you go i go type situation oh man well i mean that's so at the speed at which tactics are happening right and so it's so funny because again the only game that is completely you get to do everything and then i get to do everything uh at, at least in the 40k world is really just 40k itself uh every other game system set in 40k is a alternating activation of you get to activate a unit i get to activate a unit but the key thing really to to titanicus or not titan excuse me to legions is that you kick off by setting up orders before you do any of those activations you give and orders to every single by the tokens that you place on your unit the game even addresses Correct. like hey if you forget to give someone an order they got this other order instead like it even right. it, it addresses that, and I also point out that the this is a very thorough and complete rulebook. Oh man, uh, yeah, which I'm is which excited. is interesting because it even addresses things like takebacks and you know little nuanced things that could happen during the course of a game. Uh, we more into that later, but it basically says, looks once you roll the dice, your decisions are made and and live with your choices. Uh, but yeah, but the orders you place little tokens. Uh, next year, your uh, collections of units, and they perform those orders over the course of the turn, and it dictates right. what they can. They can do kind of multiple actions within the within the scope of a order, but it it uh it I don't want to say it it boxes them in. That's the wrong way of describing it, but it gives them a kind of a set of a protocols they have to act within over the course of the the rest of the turn. But you also and, and there's something too, and and many of us feel it. You know, when you're deploying too, right? In 40k, you feel it. If I've got six units and you've got 12 units, you know, there's some some tactical approach in how you deploy your units in the same vein of legions. If I have six units and you have 12 units, you know, I have six really big units, just you know, dummy thick. Uh, but you've got 12 units that are all split out. I know everyone appreciated that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and then. You know, you've got 12 smaller units spread out. You'll put more orders on the table and you'll act, you'll have more activations. And so in some ways, while you may not get to activate everything up front um, and be able to do more at once, 
you'll be able to have more distributed actions and there's some tactical advantages to doing that too oh man this sounds so much like apocalypse you're getting me really hyped because apocalypse is one of my favorite rule sets yeah and well and look at i i love apocalypse i love the scale that it brings um however you know a warlord titan it's really expensive yeah i mean we're talking like multiple grands of dollars um (laughs) which is awesome i mean they look amazing they've done such a good job with how they've rolled a lot of that out but at the same you know and you're also playing on a table or a series of tables that takes up you know a warehouse or something six ping pong tables all uh stuck exactly. to each other. And 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 then but then you come to legions and you're like, okay, on six by four, I'm playing what people wish they could play in Apocalypse right now. And from the Legion starter set plus, you know, a a, a warlord is effectively the, roughly the same scale as in like the model size as a knight. Um and, and it ends up costing roughly about the same. And so you know, you take that and it just Again, you can have a war. You 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 too can own a warlord titan without paying thousands of dollars for it. Which I commend those that have them. <laughs> and all the details like the same it. too. It's not you're not even compromising on detail. You're just compromising Agreed. on size. Which is you know look Agreed. I understand part of the reason to own those things, the large ones, is to have this you know monolithic piece amazing of piece of yeah of of thing for your army to paint however you want. It's amazing. True. Uh, but in the we're talking about activating things. Uh, when you do, you activate detachments. I activate mine. Then you would need to activate yours. There is an initiative role, and that comes up, you know, of course, deciding who gets to go first. But that also translates into a little bit into the close combat part of the combat phase is who has that initiative. So it's not just you go, I go. And then I think it actually adds a little br- more brutality to that that part of the combat phase. And there, there is, if I'm not mistaken, I may be, but I thought I saw a seize the initiative concept to it uh oh with uh with the overturning that maybe not i don't i don't remember reading that but uh we'll de- we'll dive in that's a good thing to maybe look at between the break yeah uh, for the next one uh but the the there is an initiative phase uh, once all orders have been issued players roll off to determine which player has the initiative at this round the player who wins the roll off chooses who has initiative for the round if during the first round the result is a tie players re-roll until one player wins in subsequent rounds if the result is a tie the player who did not have initiative during the previous round has initiative now when and that's the the totality of the initiative phase but there are missions like when i mentioned this is a complete rule book there is a ton of missions to, to choose from and play there's primary and secondary objectives like it's a, it's a complete rule book but the rest yeah of the, i mean you're not limited for options i'll say that much uh the rest of the orders that you talk about so the the following orders can be issued to detachments during play note that the fallback order may be only issued when special rule instructs the player to do so so on and so forth but f- uh, fire first orders you get to basically do what it says but you don't get to move uh advance orders march orders charge orders fallback orders uh and then goes into the thing and the charge orders is, is very important because you could you know maybe get the jump on your opponent and they that may kind of waylay some of the orders they've already given to a unit they were not expecting to be in base-to-base contact so some there's talking about those tactics i think there's a lot of them in play once you start rolling dice here uh but on that now let's take a quick break we'll come back and do the vendor spotlight segment and then we'll jump back into talking about this and uh how excited we are yeah back in a minute ftn is brought to you by discount games inc please visit them at www.discountgamesinc.com and don't forget to ask jay about ways to save even more on your hobby projects Hey everybody, 
Welcome to a very special Vendor Spotlight segment. I'm Paul, of course. I'm joined by Jay Larson from Discount Games. Jay, welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on again, Paul. It is a pleasure. And if folks are not familiar with you, you're the ad they hear in the show. You've been a longtime supporter of the show, and we are very happy to welcome you back and uh, tell people about, about what you have going on. Awesome. Well, well thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll frequently get emails from people where they say that they, they heard about the business from listening to your podcast. I always love to, to get those emails um, and uh, appreciate the, the business that your listeners throw my way. Yeah, no, th- thank you all for doing that. And, and Jay, again, I, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thanks for, for being a supporter of the show. Uh, it, it means a whole lot. But, you know, we were, were talking in the pre-show, uh, the pre-segment, about some changes that were going on with, like, the GW pre-order th- in stuff. You know, basically how, like, the, you know that out there in the world that's been creating some kind of anxiety for folks. And, uh, and you actually have some good news for them if, um, you know, they wanted to hit you up. Yeah, so I... One of the nice things about this new system is is that it can lead to a little bit of more certainty for you, hopefully a little bit easier experience as well. So uh, the the previous system, James Workshop would communicate caps to us on items that were hot items or that they didn't make as enough to do demand. And, and I know that a lot of times there was kind of a a mad scramble for people to try to get the, you know, know when items go live on the Games Workshop website or know when, you know, each company was going to have things become available. Um, and, and some things, some of the really popular items sell out really quickly, uh, which can can be pretty disappointing if it's an item that you've been uh, looking forward to and that can cause a fair bit of anxiety. But the the change that Games Workshop has made is they'll do the community preview on Sunday night, and then I have to submit my order two days later, which is you know well before pre-sales go live the, the next weekend. Um, oh, so people have time to figure out what they want, hit you up an email, or you know direct communications to the website, and yes, yeah, the yeah the community the community uh, previews go live Sunday night, and then. Um, I'm asking people to send me an email. I'll, I'll, we do social media posts as well with uh, all of the information. And then the next day on, on Tuesday, I have to submit my order. Um, but the, the good news is that, so I'll, I'll submit my order and it's based, you know, in, in large part upon as, as people send me emails, that gives me an idea of what sort of demand there is for each product and gives me an idea of what to order. Um, and then I'll hear back from Games Workshop, and they'll confirm my numbers. And then I will create orders for each of the people who emailed me before the items go live, and their their products will will be secured. Um, and so so far, I haven't had any pre-orders where if if people sent me an email uh, that I haven't been able that I have not been able to provide the product for them. That's pretty good. So that's, you know, that's a great benefit for you guys. It's, it's a little bit more work for me to create the, the orders for everyone, but you know, I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm happy to have you guys have a better experience. And I'm also, I'm, it, it's a great help for me as well because, um, it's, let me, let me let you in on a little secret of being a game retailer. The, the way that you live or die as a retailer is, 
uh, with the purchasing decisions that you make with your inventory. And so if I have people emailing me and saying, these are the things that I want, these are the things that are in demand, then that helps me be informed on what I should be ordering. And then I make smart decisions and then I get to stay in business. And <laughs> that's a virtuous cycle that uh, everyone benefits from. So. Uh, and also it's a pretty good thing, right? So get those emails in and, uh, and check it out. And your website, you know, we're talking a lot about GW stuff because, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about. We actually, I mentioned to you also in the pre-show, asked if you had any Legion Imperialis stuff in stock. And you, you kind of also lamented that you're, you, um, are out of stock on a lot of items, but you were able to fulfill everyone that reached out to you. Uh, yeah, so I, I did my, my pre-order requests on Legion Imperialis, and I didn't receive as, as much as I requested, but everyone that sent an email did get the full complement of what they emailed and requested. And there was there was still product that went live on the website on, on Saturday, and people were able to buy from that, um, but it it sold out uh, fairly quickly uh, after that. And you know, I'm I'm hopeful, obviously, that there's there's going to be a restock soon on that stuff. I I think my last order does have a restock of of some stuff, so that's nice. So that'll well, be good. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty cool that you're kind of maybe offering a little bit of good news for folks out there that may be kind of feeling like the scramble is a bit much on that on that particular day. So hopefully, yeah, it was the trend can I, continue. I think that Games Workshop is trying to provide a better service for their customers for what it's worth. Um, their previous system was was very much a, a one-size-fits-all. And so, you know, a, a hot item could have a cap of five for any retailer, regardless how big or small they were. And now, you know, the, the smaller retailer might ask for one or two, and the larger one might ask for 20. And they're trying to balance that out a little bit better and, you know, get items a little bit more uh, balanced to uh, the different retailers. So I, I think that's also going to be something that is going to help out customers as well. That's awesome. And your website also has that people haven't gone to check it out yet. You have other things like you have a full on nerd retail shop. Yes, we we do sell um, lots of stuff. A lot of it is uh, miniature based. And so... You know, a lot of the Atomic Mass games are popular. Uh, War, the, the new edition of War Machine is, is starting to pick up steam and it's uh, gained popularity. Um, so there's, yeah, there's there's lots of things that you can uh, check out from our website. And I said, I've, I certainly said the nerd thing in pure reverence of that. I'm a giant nerd at heart, as, <laughs> sure. as we all know. Uh, but just want to let folks know that there's not just about uh, this one thing. If people could go check out, they might find some other things that jump at them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know that a lot of these, like especially like Legion Imperialis and some of the other factions and stuff are, you know, are going to be things that jump off the shelves pretty quickly. And I encourage folks to, you know, I, of course, you know, w with whatever their normal habits are, but maybe hit you up and work them into their normal habits and it helps keep all the, the nice stuff flowing around. Oh, we appreciate it. Um, as, as you would probably guess from uh, the name of our, our website, uh, we do uh, discount everything. Um, and so we have the, the maximum allowed discount on our products. And then you can also send me an email with details, how you can save 
even more. That's pretty good. And you're a bit, you know, of a player as well. Like you, uh, you're out there, you have a podcast. I know you've done lots of things in the past as well, but, uh, you were mentioning that you've got, uh, like, uh, basically another outlet going on for, for maybe some content if people are looking to pick that up. Well, where can they find that? Uh, yeah. So man, we've been doing, uh, the podcast chain attack for, I don't know how long, probably 10, 15 years at this point. Uh, we're still doing that. It initially started as a podcast that was purely focused on War Machine. Um, uh, at this point, it has switched to talking about geekery in general, uh, but that's that's still going strong. That's awesome, man. When, Jay, thanks a lot for taking the time out of your schedule. Let us know what you have going on. Put a name to the face or to, the name to the voice. I, you know, look, I, it's, it's radio. I'm uh, it's, <laughs> it's late, but you get the idea for folks that are that have uh, been recent listeners. I'm glad they got to meet you and hopefully they check you out. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me on. Always a pleasure. Have a good rest of your evening. We will talk again real soon. Sounds good. You're listening to Forge the Narrative. Hey everybody, we are back. Oh, you know, just trying to trying to look for that initiative. <laughs> you were unsuccessful. Uh, no, nope, I'm sorry. I, I it was a fever dream. I, I, I I'm sure. I don't know. It's not. It's, this is a 250 page rule book, so you know that's true. But I, as much as I love the randomness and just watching even myself succumb to the the chaos of the battlefield as my opponent seizes on me and destroys all my beautiful plans uh i just i i, I can't find it right now and so. by the way I, i'm not saying the number of pages to be intimidating because a, a lot of this book is actually taken up by the fact like the the army lists the or the the detachments and all the cool stuff that you get to choose from in there you don't need you know you know, to learn 250 pages of rules the the rules fairly straightforward is what it what it seems like once you kind of master that kind of uh you go i go and then you get to work in things same way in the other games different types types of terrain when and if you want to use them different missions you know when when and if you want to use them deciding when you want to incorporate things like flyers or titans when and if you want to use them and i should point out at this point in time that the starter set does not come with two three thousand point armies true I uh, haven't added it up all together, but you're going to need slash want more to play at the 3000 point level. And one of the neat things is you can kind of choose how you build off of that. And, you know, based off one of the detachments and um, formations in the book. Yeah, I think they provide enough to really just, you know, play through it enough to figure out which direction you want to lean into. And so... I think they did a good job with what they provided because they, they give you essentially enough to run two normal detachments like I talked about and then also have uh, Warhound Titans as the uh, allied detachment that goes along with you. And so it's it's pretty good. And it's pretty easy too. like if you want to, you know, you know, balance out that you grow past the th starter set as, you know, one player takes both Titans right. and the other one gets another Titan, a single Titan or another detachment or something like that. Uh, the game does come with all those order tokens we we're talking about, and it comes with two. The starters it comes with two reference sheets, uh, which is which is pretty cool. It gives you the round sequence on the reference sheet, what the orders do, how to handle some like things like Overwatch, Flyers, and Titans in combat, um, all all on a front and back one page situation. Uh, so, and I tell you, I talk about the detail on the models, really good. I started painting some Blood Angels, the infantry, and I was like, how on earth am I gonna come about this? I had to remind myself, paint to your own standard. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then you realize just how amazing they are and how easy, like once you start doing it, it just all starts coming together. Figuring out like, am I going to be able to paint that, that weapon? You know, like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. It's very possible. And, you know, of course, the products help. We talk about that kind of stuff. But uh, the detail in the models is amazing. Uh, the the different, we talked about weapon upgrades and that kind of stuff that you can do. Maybe weapon choices you, you, can, you can take. The squads are not just things that you have to take kind of as is. You can add to the detachments by either including things like assault marines or you know last cannons and that kind of stuff so you know that you've got a little bit of flexibility you could also have the flexibility in what uh legions you pick and then different uh factions within the solar auxilera to, to choose from which all gives you a little bit of a additional like layer on uh, on top of your uh, whatever your figures and whatever you're choosing you're choosing to paint them with so um in this book we talk about the completeness of the rules and of course, like the, all the, the stats and stuff. So it's basically like, I don't know, like four codexes smashed into one book as well. There's also some lore elements and stuff in here. Like they worked into the, like the giant, the Legion books from the horse heresy. There's enough in here to kind of really keep you interested. If you, if you were coming into the setting, just absolutely flat footed, it kind of gets you up to speed as to why this conflict or why these conflicts are happening, which I think is pretty cool. And so like, no matter what I want to play, it's in this book. Yes. Right now. As it is, yes. Well, yes. that's that's an easy sell for me. <laughs> yeah, fair. Very like good not job. having to look in in many different places for the information that I need. Um, I need to get my hands on this game. I think that this has all of the elements that I really like in a game. You may be flipping some pages, and if I had to criticize it at all, you like the page flipping is is a real thing, but it is all here. How many pages in that said the manual? Uh, it's 240 something pages, uh, but let me see if ah. you get an idea of what the so drop in the ocean. Uh, well, hang on, <laughs> hang on one minute. Uh, so the uh, I'm trying to get an idea of like where the faction stuff happens starts to kick in. So once you get so the missions are a good. I don't know. We'll see. I'm still flipping. I missions. just uh, re- reached over to my my hefty tome. That being the uh, the eighth edition fantasy battles, you know, book. And guess how many pages? Who wants to have a punt? How many pages in this bad boy? 250. Oof. No. Oh. Too low. Oh. Five. Wow. <laughs> 575. Ooh. A little too high. Ah. <sighs> Red? No. Five to, 512. Wow. Cover to cover. That That is what we used to be, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that used to be the expectation. Uh, and I, I'm happy to say that is no longer <laughs> the norm. Well, the missions are 25 pages in this book. Uh, so, you know, mustering your army, then we get into that section. I mean, that's half the book is just your, your, your army options that you can choose. And yeah, I'm joking around a little bit. A bunch of those pages are fluff. Like I think, I think about a quarter of the middle of it is just pictures of beautiful armies as well. So I I am messing around a little bit, but point stands. It matters, but I guess I I just didn't want to illustrate that like, you're going to have to be reading war and peace to play the game. No, you you don't. (laughs) There's... Like a, a yep, lot of been this, there, done that, wasn't worth it. Yeah, a lot of the stuff <laughs> in this book is options for you to choose from, and I think that's really an awesome, you know, part about it is that some you also like part of success in this game and a lot of things that we talk about is like you know know thy enemy kind of thing. Well, you don't have to buy another book to do that. Their their rules are in this book <laughs> that you already have. Okay, so you're complaining about the page flipping, <laughs> but is there an index? Oh, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be nice? 
Oh, there's no index. Dang it. I don't know. So there is no index, but there is a, there's like a, there's a reference sheet in the back, which will really um, decrease on your, your flipping that you need. Like, and I'm talking about like stats uh, for weapons and units and that kind of stuff. Uh, We didn't talk about this in the beginning though. The, the the actual firing arc of things matter again. It sure does. Facings, armor facings. There's certain weapons like flyers and whatnot, tanks, that are, are, you know, front-mounted and can only engage from the front of it, that kind of deal. Exciting. I look forward to the deliberation over if that's actually facing <laughs> well, you or not. Well, you're not breaking out a compass and a protractor anymore. Basically, you draw a line down the, the you know, half of the model. If it's on one side of the line, you're in the back. If you're on the other side of the line, you're in the front. Yep. I'm sure there will be no disagreements on that either. It is easy. <laughs> <laughs> It is easier to wound vehicles if you're coming at their rear arc. So rear rear armor is the thing again. Yeah. Uh, basically getting up uh, like plus one AP or something coming from the back. Oh, I have a question. Does this game use templates? It does. Sure does. Oh, yes. <laughs> and not another, another small another templates thing either. To fight over. Yeah. Get slapped. <laughs> not small templates either. It's got full full on orange third edition templates in there. Yes. Uh, would you have mixed feelings Bless. about? <laughs> no, no. The fact that there no are mixed feelings, yeah. Not that they existed. The fact that there are. Oh, okay. Because I've yeah, been hanging on orange? my orange templates for uh, from third edition forever. I was always like a point of pride. Like, yeah, I've got these things from from back then. Nobody, nobody. I'll tell you right now. I've not seen anybody play with lots of folks, um, you know, in horse heresy and whatnot, and none of them are complaining about templates. So. <laughs> Be okay. It'll be all I right. still love my templates. I think I think you know where we've gone with games at the moment is just fine, but there is there is some joy whipping out the dinner plate, putting it on your opponent's unit, making it disappear. It just it just hits different. Well, it it's not even does. just a unit now. Like the you know the antipathic tempest has a blast five inches. Now we're talking about tiny models, right? So five inch blast. It's like it's like that old like apocalyptic blast template for scale. Yeah. You were legit. Like five. Yeah, leveling a city block, you know, with uh, with some of these weapons, and I think that is, well, if I can say this, epic. Oh, it's a good one. That was not good. <laughs> I like it. Yep. No. You did it. You did it, people. <laughs> oh no. So the the fact they've got you know and all the rules are there anti tank armor bane you know and there are things that have like arc and you know, that's the way they front like the the Kratos last cannon as a for instance is accurate anti tank and has a front arc uh, limitation and the Kratos like I mean they did a good job between that um, you know the 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 Sakaran tanks are there and the predators and the scale from the predators to the Sakarans to the Kratos is. And it's solid. It's the weapon good. stats are a little bit different, and, and we should cover part of this. I know we jump right into it because it is very exciting, and it, there's a lot of differences. And it does, like in full on, you know, like kind of like GW style, as it borrows successful things from some other games uh, of their games and works it in to to you know a combination of of cool flow. And but the but the weapons still a bit different. They have a number of dice that you roll. Uh, the number you need to hit, uh, 
and then the AP of it, uh, and then, of course, whatever traits and special rules. So you're basically just looking, I think you were talking earlier, it might be the pre-show, but how uh, the lethality of the game, I don't know if you want to expand upon that yep. a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, and so to that point, you know, everything, there are wounds, uh, that is a thing, but like, when you look at it, and most of the airplane, most of the, the aeronautica things, they only have one wound, so it just has to get through, and, and they have simplified, you don't necessarily just roll to to hit and then to wound and then save and then whatever else after that it's mostly did you hit it and then did you save and that's it there are feel no pains of course so there is the addition of that piece but um they they have reduced the rolling slightly which is cool um again just kind of streamlining certain processes of it trying to make it go through a little faster in certain regards but then when you get to weapons, so there are weapons that have uh, the the trait of light, and light essentially means it's not going to do any damage to armor, to tanks. Um, and when you look at it, I mean, the basic legionnaire has one wound, so a, a base with five guys doesn't have five wounds. It has one wound, and so something that just does a damage, so a legion bolter range of eight inches it's one dice to hit is on a five up which means that it goes through that there's nothing to their save or no ap is what i should say and then uh if you're shooting at a unit of legionnaires they just have a five up save and that's not counting there's cover and all sorts of other things that can impact it but that light that's it and then when you look at like a missile launcher and they do have missile launchers have their kind of crack and frag variant but you know, if you shoot the the frag variant, that's two dice instead. It hits on fours. It ignores cover, and it's still light. It's, so it still can't that those two dice. Even though you're going to try, they can't do anything to armor. Which is again, I, I appreciate that difference. But then when you go to something like uh, the plasma guns, so it's one dice hits on range ten inches, hits on fours, AP minus one. So it would take their save of legionaries from five to six, which is, I mean, again, we've all played this D6 enough, long enough to know what that means. Um, I mean, you're going to be picking stuff up. That's just how it's going to go. And so it's now when you look at a unit of four bases, you know, those missile launchers, that's if it's a legion missile launcher support detachment of four bases with missile launchers shooting at a unit that's eight dice trying to hit on fours with no ap but that that flip i mean it's you can just see how the mass can kind of pick up quick in certain aspects of it let's see well, yeah is... i mean it is there, there's lethality abound we we haven't if you, the second you start going to some of the tanks and things like that i'm trying to pull them up uh legion predator predator cannon so let's say it has the heavy bolters and it's got the predator cannon to it so each tank is going to do uh the predator cannon has two dice the heavy bolters have two dice and so the four dice from just each tank right there and this so is what we're talking it's about be earlier apparent. all those shots have to go to one in one target and and the number Correct. of dice like when we get up to the titan level they could split those dice out between different bases and stuff if they wanted to but that's just want to point that out the number of dice you know you're you're given those orders to fire at specific targets. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so the, um, the Sikaran, right. Twin linked accelerator auto cannon, uh, 16 inches, three dice to hit on fives, AP minus one in tracking, which has a lot to do. Tracking has a lot to do with anti-air. And so there's this, you know, again, how you balance these different aspects 
you're you have to play uh what i would appreciate as a, a combined arms fight you have to bring all these different balances because infantry while they may take a second to chew through and they may be able to garrison in terrain or get through terrain that kind of piece um they can get tore up and they're not going to be able to uh, influence or affect a lot of the vehicles that are in play and so you're going to have to bring anti-vehicles just as much you're going to have to have anti-infantry and that's what i think is so great between the legions versus the the solar auxilia because it's there there is a lot of a balance between there being enough tanks in the solar auxilia along with their their flyers that they can essentially run in mass as we mentioned all the legions have their own special rules too you know dark angels right here oh yeah I bet you're excited. Did you see what it was? Did you see what their special rule was? I mean, they have so the formations in, in Hexagrammatron. Oh, uh, for the Dark Angels? It's pretty uh, cool. Yep. You mean the uh, Hexagrammatron? Hexagrammatron. Yep. Hexagrammatron. Yep. Everybody could say that. Hexamegaphone. Hexabababah. Yeah. Uh, but here's the description <laughs> stark and uncompromising. The Dark Angels were the first of the Emperor's Legions and truce to the mold from which the Legions of Stardes uh, had been struck. They were killers of the purest and most refined, for whom there could be no other destiny but a lifetime of war and death in the name of the imperium of mankind uh, the first legion's greatest battles are to be found in no catalog of compliance or role of honor uh, for they fought against foes so monstrous it was deemed necessary that their existence be erased from history uh, such was the nature of the dark angels to stand as both pro- prosecutors of the great crusade and the imperium's most potent bulwark against the unknown terrors that lurked be- between the stars you can just read all that again it was awesome yeah. metal <laughs> perfection uh, you've got some. You got to choose some things for them. You know, again, each one of them are going to bring a little bit of flavor to it. Uh, you know, all the legions. But I thought you could get a kick out of that, Adam. Always so cool. Could didn't even need to write about it. Just like nah, we're, we're too cool for your ears. <laughs> Space Our achievements are too mighty. Yeah, is that the, yeah, literally the opposite. The eleventh legion always remained apart from its fellows. Uh, its origin shrouded in this reputation, fearsome, unexpected violence was its calling card in the legion's campaigns, uh, unsubtle but brutally swift. Uh, like its namesake, the wolves of old earth, um, and the eleventh legions. Sorry, it's the sixth I had that wrong because the X is ten. Sorry, the six, I, know, <laughs> I know. I look. I just irritated a bunch. Don't no. Don't at me. Assaults. <laughs> uh, <laughs> resembled calculated exercises in ferocity aimed to tear and rend until the foe lay in ruins or was driven to its death. Uh, the Legion's warriors were hunters unleashed at the Emperor's command as a bloody-handed tool of punishment. The Space Wolves or were not builders or philosophers, but simple predators, and woe betide any who fell into their jaws. Attention-seeking. and <laughs> You shut what? your mouth. The sixth, sixth nope. Legion you said? That's, that's five times worse than the first. That's five times worse. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of characters though adam uh, any of them any good hell yeah all of them are good look at they all have a magnificent for, for now, hair for now for now yeah they're unwashed is yeah. what you just said there so here's the the space wolves <laughs> special rule here is the preternatural sense Enemy detachments with the infiltrate special rule cannot be deployed within 16 inches of a space wolf's model. In addition, an enemy model with the outflank special rule may not be placed on the battlefield within 8 inches of any space wolf's model or when arriving from reserve, unless it is arriving from its own battlefield edge. Sorry, we can smell you coming. Yeah, pretty neat. Uh, so a lot of character in the game, a lot of character in this book. Uh, interspersed about all the stuff we were talking about are like the legion structure you know for for space marines and that kind of stuff and the astro the solar auxiliary structure uh little bits of snippets of lore you know like things you 
you, you have, you know, a little bit about or some perspective of, but this kind of adds a little bit more to it, you know, along the way, which I think is neat once you lace all the stories and cool things, uh, you know, between all the various publications and stuff. There is a timeline. I did not know that on the 13th of Secondus is when the bombardment of Terra began. Clearly, you weren't writing down all the dates when you were listening to the books like I've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Look, rookie. May come up with a trivia t- question somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you may you may want to go back and reread all of that and just maybe highlight it or something That's in it. your collector's edition. I'm almost, I've got, I think, under an hour left on my audiobook of End of the Death Part 2. And, I'm uh, almost done with Ends of the Death Part 1. I've caught up. I'm, I'm awesome. now with it, everyone. I'm You're about to it. start Part 2. And, oh my gosh. I'm not with it. Since we're already at this and we're in Legions, we talked about it a while ago. Um, Tanya, did you, did you, where are you at, Tanya? I'm series. still in Horus Heresy. Okay. Well, I can, fair I can bump out if you guys want to talk about it. No, oh, no, we're no spoilers. No, we're not gonna... Absolutely not. Okay. We're not. It's just there are some things that were like brought to my attention that I needed to be like clearly people were like, well, just wait till you get to this book where they talk about this thing. And I've finally gotten through there and I know what everyone was now talking about. So I can't wait for you two to join us at this whatever point where we can look back and laugh at some of these things that occurred because i'm sure that's what everyone does when they read what i read here i laughed oh you did Uh, oh man so i mean i i love i guess just like the horse heresy same kind of thing tanya i know as you're going through the horse heresy you can appreciate clearly different authors excel and do very well in different areas and you can see that in the writing and the 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 stream of consciousness is shared i would argue to a, a greater degree in the siege of terror series than it was in horus heresy because in the horus heresy you're in different parts of the galaxy and you're focusing on this group and it kind of builds up and there's a loose connection to the different books it doesn't have to be a direct connection but the jump in the siege of terra they absolutely the authors had to be engaged to enough of an extent that they're they're sharing moments and and impacts and emotions and whatnot between characters and trying to build up these climactic scenarios that occur from book to book to book and uh, I think they did really well with it as we've done so far. So I'm pretty excited to get into part two of the end of the death. You know, there's a lot of neat character interactions in there. And if you are curious about following some of the, like the more subtle threads, it, it spends a lot of time on it, which is, which, you know, I think is going to service a lot of people. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, but that's our show this week. Hope y'all enjoyed the Vendor Spotlight. Hope y'all enjoyed just kind of gushing over uh, Legion Imperialis. Uh, it's it's a very neat game, and there's a lot of interest. Like, I got to see people grab it in their hands for the first time. Uh, was it last weekend? Might have been two weekends ago? It packs unplugged. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of enthusiasm for this. So, curious how it all shakes out. And then, the, of course, the, the models on that scale, they look very cool. Like, you can have a giant force that fits in a, you know, a shoebox. It's kind of neat. All right, folks, uh, we're going to try to get some shows out each and every week as we uh, close out this year and move on into the next one. Looking forward to hearing, you know, hear from everybody. If you've got any cool plans they want to share, anything they're working on, if they get any break uh, along this, you know, during this time period, if they're going to be using that for any hobby related stuff, uh, I would like to hear about it. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Don't forget to leave us some five star reviews. If you haven't already Uh, like thumbs up and that kind of stuff, maybe consider checking out our Patreon. If uh, you are so moved to do that, We really appreciate all that. And, you know, we'll see y'all next week. See you. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye, everybody.
suspect scan is clear. I think they're gone. For now. 